The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Stamps.com, Fox. Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao and I am joined as always by Mo Patton who sits in my chair this morning as I sit in the chair of J.P. Plant. It is what it is. Happy to be here with you on this Friday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo, how are you? Ready to get this Friday going. And over. And done. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, it's it's funny you say that because, um, you know, this has been the, uh, the Mondayest week of all the week. Thus far, <laughs> and we're only at Friday. There we go. Yeah, we still got a whole day to go, Mo. If if this week is any indication as to what tomorrow may hold on the uh, <laughs> on the basketball court, it's gonna be a lot of technicals. <laughs> it might not be a good day to be a. <laughs> Sam Hinky may want to stay at the house. Somebody might get tossed tomorrow. <laughs> don't give me a good reason Mm-mm. do not do it don't give me a bad reason don't give me any reason at mm. all yeah yeah could be fun it, it could be but will it be yeah if you're joining us on facebook you probably can't hear us real well right now uh i will get to that in the next break but thank uh, you for your patience. But thank you for your patience. We do appreciate it. Um, hope that you will stick around through this break and we'll get you we'll get you where you can hear in just a few minutes. In just a few minutes. Um Yeah, seven minutes past the hour of nine o'clock on this Friday, and we have a a pretty good show for you actually. A huge rundown later. Uh, as, as I see Mo has so graciously put in the schedules, we appreciate it. It's a team effort. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, big game last night out in Santa Fe. Big performance. Big performance last night, yeah. And we will tell you all about that in the next segment. Starting tomorrow, y'all, baseball season is here for some Pitchers and catchers have reported, and so has everyone else out on Casey, out on Casey Lane. Yeah, no doubt, and that's good. I'm I'm glad to see that uh, Columbia State Chargers in the house, and they'll be good to go. Um, what we're hoping to do in the ten o'clock hour, there is a ten o'clock press conference scheduled by the Atlantic Sun Conference, as you may know, home to local University Lipscomb. There might be some other schools of note joining them today, as we've mentioned on this show, but but we didn't know it was a leak. (laughs) So it is what it is. It it was such a strong leak that it seemed to be pretty official. Uh, Right? Yeah. Um, not sure if you guys are aware, but the Tennessee Titans appear to have hired an offensive coordinator, and it's it's not good, based on history, anyway. Uh, well, I guess it depends on your definition of good. I, I mean, back half of the league is not good. <laughs> There's that. Um. Hasn't been good for a while. We'll tell you who that is if you do not know. We'll give you that information a little bit later. So, yeah, plenty of stuff to talk about, including the news of the day. Because if you are planning to go to a high school basketball game starting next week, you can you can, you can do that. Yep. And you talked yesterday with Murray County uh, Athletics Director and CA Athletics Director Pernell Knox, tell us a little bit about what what is the plan going forward. Um, spoke with both Pernell Knox, the AD over at Columbia Academy, as you said, and with Chris Pointer, the Murray County Public Schools Athletics Director, and they say it will basically be business as usual as it was prior to you know Governor Bill Lee's executive order that was issued earlier this month. Um, at Columbia Academy, they're going to sell basically 450 tickets. Their capacity in Anderson Fieldhouse is 1250, and so that will be a little over a third of that, a little under a third, I guess, whatever 450 times three is. Um, and you know, with the rollback of that executive order, cheerleaders are allowed, dance teams are allowed, so. Um, you will have cheerleaders at games starting next week. Um, I'm sure that there is a faction that is quite pleased with that um, development. But um, it'll just basically go back to what it was back before Christmas when you sold tickets. Just you had limitations on how many people you could allow into the gym and um, – the TSSAA has has encouraged school officials to continue to take measures to make sure that social distancing has taken place, you know, taping off portions of the bleachers and that kind of thing and, and 
you know, preventing people from, you know, sitting on top of each other. So, um, you know, it, it's an improvement, and it's an improvement as a result of the numbers going in the right direction, as Governor Lee stated in his um, presentation yesterday that was posted to Twitter, among other places. Um, the numbers are down. Um, positive cases are down. Hospitalizations are down. And so we're, we're seeing some improvement. So Positive cases down everywhere. Except maybe here, which is why we're all alone. Ah, uh, just struggle. I, it's a positive that everybody is getting a chance to, uh, to to buy tickets now. So if you're just general public and you want to go to a game, uh, you know you'll be able to do that. Uh, you know that's exciting for you as a uh, as a fan. I'm sure you please wear a mask. But if you yeah. go, definitely yeah. wear a mask inside. You know, you never. Right. You know, it, it was. I typically don't get into calling folks out, and I really don't want to, but, you know, we're in a pandemic, and some people need to keep that in mind as they conduct their personal business and as they're out and about and as they're going to high school athletic events. You know, um, the governor said, wear a mask. The TSSAA has said, wear a mask. And when you see people who are supposed to be upholding those rules, not wearing masks, it's a little bothersome. I mean, the general fan, the parent, whoever, that's one thing. But if you're drawing a paycheck from one of these institutions, wear a freaking mask. Lead by example. I mean, how can you expect other people to do it if you won't? That's right. I mean, if you're... If it's important enough to you... And maybe it's not. I don't know. But model the behavior that that you want seen, that you want achieved. It's 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 frustrating when you go to a ball game and you count up forty five people in three masks. No doubt. Um. So, again, if you want to buy a ticket, you'll be able to do that. I'm sure you'll have to do it on GoFan. Uh, yeah, sure I don't the- think they're handling money. So, yeah, I mean, check with your school and how they're doing that. Uh, other- yeah, p- particularly if you're going on the road. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah, for sure. If you're, you know, if, if, if you're not seeing, obviously, your your home school will be doing it one way but the uh the other school may not be so mm-hmm. there is that uh, also last night it uh, appears that we have opponents for the region seven we do have opponents for yeah we do have um class triple a wrestling state duels sectionals opponents as um Collierville defeated Arlington forty three thirty six last night over in the Memphis area. The I Memphis area. Yeah, that's Shelby County. So yeah. Um so as a result, Independence, which advanced to the Region Seven finals against Summit and the championship was not wrestled, Independence conceded to Summit. Indy is the runner up from Region Seven. They will travel to Collierville 
That match will take place at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Arlington is scheduled to come to Summit. And as of last night, um, we did not have a match schedule. We don't have a time. Um, uh, Hopefully, we will get that from Pete Miller before we get off the air, or we will find out if Arlington is, in fact, coming because that was the word earlier in the week that the runner-up wasn't going to travel. May not travel. Yeah. yeah. So so All we'll right. see how that goes. But Independence is going to Collierville. That match will be at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Winner will participate in the Class AAA State Duels, which are scheduled for next Saturday, February 6th. Those will take place at Independence and Centennial, and we will have the specifics of that schedule when they become available. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's one of the unfortunate parts about this is, you know, we, with everything changing as quickly as it does, it's hard to, it's hard to say, Hey, you know, uh, this is when it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Cause we just don't know all the time. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Oh, yep, there it is. Uh, sorry, guys. Again, <laughs> trying to produce this show and host it is not always the most fun or the easiest, but we get what we get. We do our best. Um, all right, so I guess what we can do, though, mm-hmm. is give you yesterday's scores and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the Rundown. In last night's action, Santa Fe boys defeated Mount Pleasant 66-29. Franklin boys defeated Clarksville Northeast 68-66. Um, Alabama-Birmingham men 70, Middle Tennessee State 59. MTSU women, though, at Birmingham won a 81-78 overtime decision. In... Local college action, the Shawnee State men got a 108-86 win over Martin Methodist. The Shawnee State women, 66-62 winners over the Lady Red Hawks. Belmont men, 81, Austin P State, 76. The Belmont women and Austin P did not play. Uh, and a doubleheader up in Murray, Kentucky. Tennessee State falls to the Murray State Racer men, 73-53, and the... Racer women, 77. Lady Tigers, 58. And the Trevecca men fell to Walsh, 67-59. to 59. In tonight's action, Franklin County's girls will travel to Columbia Central for a uh, District 8 AAA matchup. That boys game will not take place as Franklin County remains in quarantine. Shelbyville travels to Coffee County. Lincoln County plays at Lawrence County in 8 A. Cascade goes to Cornersville, and Fayetteville hosts Moore County. In 10A tonight, Cullioca will host number three, Richland. Santa Fe travels over to Hampshire. In 11AA action, Fairview will be at Stewart County. And in 11AAA action, Brentwood and Summit have been postponed. Independence will host Centennial. Spring Hill travels to Ravenwood, and Page hosts Dixon County. In 12A, Loretto travels to Frank Hughes. Perry County hosts Collinwood. Summertown hosts Wayne County. In 12AA, 
Community goes to Marshall County. Murfreesboro Central hosts Forrest. And Giles County travels to Nolensville. Uh, in District, I'm sorry, in Division 2A, District 3 play, Columbia Academy goes to Middle Tennessee Christian. Web Bell Buckle at Zion Christian has been postponed. And it looks tomorrow that Franklin County will host a doubleheader against Warren County, but that is the only local high school game? No. It's not? No, because Middle Tennessee Christian comes to CA tomorrow as well. Ah, there we go. And it Oh, a- and Summertown Boys and Mount Pleasant play tomorrow. Is that a makeup game? It, yeah. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, there you have it. That is today's Friday rundown. Brought to you by Chip Walters, and I don't have his read in front of me because um, I'm not on my computer. Yeah. So, Chip Walters, choosechip.net, and... Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. That's correct. Yeah. You can find him, choosechip.net, and he is a proud supporter of local high school sports in southern middle Tennessee. All right, so when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we will talk about that Santa Fe Mount Pleasant game. As you were there last night, and you saw one of the better performances from a uh, a youngster. From a youngster. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's intriguing. We will, uh, we will get you that on the other side of a break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. If you want to hear today's show, you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. Um, we are struggling with technology this morning. It's not that we're struggling with technology. We're struggling with my knowledge of the technology. It's just not there. You know, I don't have all of the capabilities that... JP has. Well, few people do. Uh, 
It just goes to show how important JP is to this show, just so y'all know. Yes. Muy importante. Um, we say all that to say this. We are no longer on Facebook. That's correct. So, not not this morning. I mean, not yeah. like, like we're yeah, on we'll, Facebook. We'll be, we didn't get banned or anything. No, no. <laughs> a lot of people have. I'm just saying. <laughs> we still have a page. For now. Yeah. <laughs> For now. Uh, yeah, so we're not on Facebook Live now, so you'll have to listen to us the old-fashioned way, which is every other possible way that you can listen to us on radio, on frontporchradiotn.com. Uh, you can listen to us live, like I said, on the on the internet. You can listen to us on 101.7 FM. If you missed any part of the show, you can go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, just wherever you get your podcast, search SM-TN Sports today. That will get you the podcast. So doing our best. Gotta say, I was feeling a little off kilter. We, we've struggled here through this first 28 minutes or so. But Terry Wilcox, the chicken man, brightened things up. And you can't see him because we're not on Facebook Live. But we um, we got some donuts here, and donuts always make you feel better. Absolutely. You know, and, and I'm – to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to struggle near as much now that I know that Facebook's not even a thing. just going to let that ride. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try we'll try something else later we, we may do a uh an exclusive facebook on the other side of the uh of the show so we can give you a little heads up and a hello in case you missed us we appreciate you <laughs> joining us um but yeah so donuts are never a bad thing never i'm just gonna throw that out there uh you know what else is never a bad thing what's that Eighth grader scoring 28 points in a varsity high school basketball game. Oof, man, 28 points. That's insane. Yeah. Like, very unusual, right? Highly I mean, unusual. You, you, never, you don't see this often. Yeah, I mean, you you don't – you see players play up every now and then when, you know, when you've got a situation where middle schoolers and high schoolers are in the same building, the TSSAA allows for that – and so you you get those folks with those five year high school careers and that kind of thing, but they're not usually as you know pivotal as Alden Slaughter was last night for Santa Fe, coming off the bench, knocking down five threes, um, three in the third quarter when he scored eighteen of his twenty eight points in a sixty six twenty nine. District 10A victory over Mount Pleasant. Yeah, well done to uh, the youngest slaughter on the team, I right. guess. Yeah. Associated with the team, mm-hmm. not just on the team. There are now three. And the middle. That's a lot. Yeah, the middle slaughter had 19 and um, said afterwards, I'm never going to hear the end of this. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. If you are leading scorer on the team, Andy Slaughter, that one's that one's going to be tough to to handle. Well, they apparently they go back and forth at home quite a bit, but you know, on the court, Andy has typically had the upper hand. Obviously, not the case last night. So, well, and to Andy's credit, he is typically 
focused upon by opposing defenses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and I don't think they were thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna this eighth grader's gonna light us up for twenty eight. That probably wasn't on They the, were not thinking that. They yeah. they weren't thinking that until they were lit up. Yeah, until Coach Carney's probably on the sideline going, Okay, really? I mean I stopped the I stopped the one guy. And you're going to tell me now his little brother's playing too? There we go. Now, yeah. what do, how now, do I get out of this? Now you've got two slaughters to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, that's it, brutal. He was 0 of 10 from three in his first five varsity games. He comes out and knocks down five in one night. It's, you know, nerves. Practice. He was a little nervous the first couple times, I'm sure. Well,. He wasn't nervous when he went down the right side of the lane, faked a pass to somebody, and then stepped through. And, and come on, yeah, <laughs> that was I, I had I got a little video. Didn't get that one. That was the move of the night. I thought. I mean, that really set the bench off. Along with oh, the, I'm um, sure. Along with the corner three he hit at the end of the third quarter, and and turned and faced the bench while it was midair. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he he got a little swag to him for an eighth grader. All it took was that first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, once the first one went down, it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah, so big night for big night for anybody. I mean, 28 points and five threes is a big night for anybody. At any grade level. Mm-hmm. But an eighth grader? Yeah. In a district game? That's big. In a district game that really had some importance to Mount Pleasant because they could have forced a tie – they're in the middle of the pack. Now they are pretty much in that four spot, which means that they'll have a play-in game in the first round of the tournament if things hold up as they are currently. Yeah, currently District 10A is pretty well Richland pre- and everybody. It, well, it's pretty well Richland and then Kalioka Santa Fe. And I'd be interested to know when they play again. Um don't have a schedule right in front of me. I could probably reach it, but yeah, I'd have I'm to not take sure. off my headphones. And then um, Mount Pleasant and then Hampshire. Yeah, you know, um, Kalioka and Santa Fe together have really been um, – they, they've been surprising because last year those two – won the regular season and then the cha- tournament championship mm-hmm. really thought they were the you know the, the the number 1 and number 2 teams coming into this and then Richland said not so fast no, my friend my friend yeah pulled a corso okay so a week from tonight Santa Fe hosts Kalioka that'll be a big one so I think we know where we're going Next At least Friday. one of us will be there next Friday. Well, the other of us will be in Loretta. What? That's a long way. You want to see Loretta Summertown Part 2? I guess since you got to see the first one, I should get to see the next one. So there you go. You guys going to let us in, Coach Tips? <laughs> he may not let us in. I, think I don't know we, if he likes us or not. I think we can get in. I think you'll be all right. Yeah, they're good folks down there. They're mm-hmm. good folks down there. And I have, I have some friends down there. I like Loretto. Just on the this side of the state line. Yeah. Wish I knew if they had won their game last night, though. I have no idea. They if, played uh, Rogers. 
Yeah, they played Rodgers last night, and I, I have no idea if uh, if they got the win or not because Loretto Sports Information hasn't tweeted since January 12th. So mm. <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's, that's a little ominous. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Anyway, trying to uh, trying to get to the big high school matchups with just two or three people is is tough. Uh, we're able to do it most of the time. You were able to get out there to Santa Fe and Mount Pleasant last night. Um, tonight, uh, you will be. Where will I be? Where did you say you were going? Because you were going to go to Brentwood Summit. I, I was going to go to Brentwood Summit. I'm not sure where I'm going tonight, to be honest. Um, Pick it. Yeah, I think that's going to – I mean, that's that's a that's interesting. If you guys have any suggestions as to where I should go tonight – Tweet us. Keep them clean, please. But um, – <laughs> She told me to go. Yeah, but um, tweet us at sm underscore tn sports dot. Um, no, at sm underscore tn sports at mopat and underscore sports. Like I said, let me know what basketball game you think I should go to. Let me clarify that. I bet tonight. I bet Chris Hughes will text you, <laughs> and I don't think you're going to be going there. I, no, I'm not going to Dover, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shut that down real quick. <laughs> really, the options are Richland at Cullioca and uh, Centennial at Indy. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, those are those are your real. I guess you go to Spring Hill Ravenwood. Be a good girls game for sure. I was um kind of thinking maybe CA Middle Tennessee Christian over all the Murfreesboro. Way, all the way to Murfreesboro, yeah, huh? Maybe, maybe. Well, it's still closer than Dover. <laughs> There's that. Um, I will be at Columbia tonight for the Franklin County girls as the Rebelettes travel over to Columbia Central. Columbia Central girls looking to stop a three-game skid. They have been struggling a little bit recently. Since they defeated Spring Hill in the not-McDonald's shootout, um, they've dropped their last three. I think it was um, Shelbyville. At Shelville in overtime, at Coffee County, you know, number six ranked at that time, number four ranked since. And then um, Monday they lost to Tullahoma. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you're fine. That's correct. Tullahoma. So a little bit of a little bit of a rough spot here for the Lady Lions. Um. Tonight would be a good night to get back on because uh, Franklin Kenny, as we've talked with, uh, they Al are Clark, young and they have struggled, right? And so this would be a good night for the Lady Lions to to get well and and get things rolling. Of course, when we talked about that with the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> it was not good. So let's hope that that's not the case. Well, as long as Franklin County doesn't have two offensive linemen out. <laughs> Columbia Central should be okay. Should be okay. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we've got 
plenty of games, as we told you in the rundown earlier. We go, we will uh, certainly be keeping you updated on sm-tnsports.com tonight. You can get all the scores on the scoreboard there uh, as they come in and full coverage of the games that we attend, but typically with photo galleries and all. Um, all of that on the website. Tonight, tomorrow morning, pretty early. Uh, I'm trying to go to bed a little earlier than Mo, since Mo doesn't have to work <laughs> in mar- tomorrow until 11.30. i got to be there at 8.30. No, I don't have to work tomorrow until 1. 1? Oh, that's right. You only got three games. <laughs> this guy gets to go to lunch before I even... Oh, yeah, go to lunch and then go call three basketball games. That's a good idea. Well, we did it last week. Well, I don't know if that chicken sandwich slowed us down or not. Uh, it wasn't the chicken sandwich. <laughs> it was just the, it was the 22,000 steps, huh? <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. We like it. We do. So, hey, real quick, we're going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back and talk about baseball. Baseball season. Did you know that that's – Literally starting tomorrow, right here in Columbia. That's and that's that's something to say right there. It is. I was not necessarily prepared for. He wasn't ready. I, I wasn't. So, yeah, we'll talk Columbia State baseball on the other side of a break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back in to southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint chris yeah mo Patton with you here today as we are a quarter to 10 if you don't know what a quarter to 10 is it's 15 minutes Not as obvious as some of us might think, apparently. It's clearly not. Clearly not. Oh, man. So we do have the Atlantic Sun press conference ready to go, and that will happen at 10 o'clock today. So uh, we'll we'll get you that and then get, get our reactions immediately, uh, maybe even during, depending on, you know. We, we're, we may not co- carry the whole thing, is my point. Um Get the important stuff. But I expect there will be at least one local connection involved, and that is Wayne County native and Jacksonville State Athletics Director Greg Seitz. 
I don't know. We don't know that to be a fact. <laughs> the Atlantic Sun may come out and say what you saw ain't what you think you saw. What you saw you did not see. <laughs> a little wild, wild west there. <laughs> is that wild, wild west? Or is it? No, that's men in black. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now they're the same. <laughs> they're Will Smith movies. There that we go. Rap songs about. It is what it is. Uh, what you think you saw you did not see. Um, so yeah, that'll be at 10 o'clock right now. We, we had hoped to get, um, Columbia state head baseball coach, Mike corn on this morning. Uh, we were unable to do that. He just didn't quite work out. Yeah. Just uh, timing wasn't mm-hmm. perfect. And that, and that is the, the deal with live radio. Uh, life's a dance. You learn as you go. And that's okay. If you want to hear him talk a little bit you can find him on our podcast you can just search mike. we did speak with him back over the summer we did you can search yeah. mike corn on our podcast it's a one of the first maybe five or ten episodes you can go back and listen to that and one of the things that we talked to him about was roster management and when you look at theirs looks like a football roster and There's it's a inter- lot of them. it's a, it's interesting when you look under class and you see CFR and CSO and CRFR. <laughs> That's COVID freshman or COVID sophomore or COVID redshirt freshman. And then you've got just your, your incoming guys that are freshmen. So, um, yeah, it, it's a bunch of guys on here. And, um, you know, with the short season that they had last year, it's – this is going to be intriguing to keep an eye on. I think just, I don't know how concerned, how concerned are you with playing time and that kind of thing? Uh, it's, there's a lot to deal with. I think with rosters being this size and you being a junior college program, you know, what, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? And so, you know, there's a lot that we'd love to talk to Mike about, and hopefully we can get him on one day next week to address some of that. But um, they do begin their season tomorrow with a doubleheader at Dave Hall Field against Cleveland State. Um, the time is not specified on the schedule that we've been provided, but they are scheduled to play two tomorrow at home and then travel to Cleveland for two on Sunday. Yeah, you know, getting on the field is going to be tough for a lot of these players. I mean, Columbia State, Mike Corn, he he doesn't recruit bad baseball players, <laughs> not intentionally for sure. But um, yeah, um, and there's one particular player that they signed that I thought was going to end up somewhere else. Um, Tyler Walliver, who is a shortstop third baseman, uh, played post-19 ball here in Columbia, but he's from Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. And I know his mom real well. Uh, Great family, and he is a heck of a ball player. I will be curious to see 
uh, you know, a guy who, who had a 3.4. This just goes to show that a guy who had a 3.4 grade point average hit 381 in American Legion in 2019, 518 on base percentage, 492 slugging, um, uh, over a one OPS, and wasn't able to get a a scholarship at a four-year school. That just goes to show how hard it is to get into a four-year school in COVID. Now, wait a minute, though, because um, sometimes it's not necessarily a couldn't get. Sometimes it's just that this is a better situation. And, I mean, you've been around JUCO ball. Sure. You understand. Oh, it's it's very good baseball. It's not That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it's – it's unusual. This is a, a, the type of numbers that you would see going to a D2, low D1 school. Mm-hmm. I mean. And, and I, think that's, I think that's the beauty of JUCO baseball right there because he can come here for a year and maybe put up similar type numbers. And with that, what you say, 3-4 GPA? 3.4 GPA. So academics aren't the issue. If he comes here and and puts up something close to those type numbers for a year, he may find himself himself at a in a better situation after one year for the next three. Yeah, no so. doubt, and, and and that'll be good for him. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean that's just I'm just impressed that uh, you know this is a guy who who will definitely help them. If he's able to even play, because mm-hmm. again, Mike Corn does not recruit poorly very often. <laughs> I'm I'm more fascinated by, you know, the presence of a Spencer Keelon on this year's roster, because as a sophomore last year, I think he was committed to East Tennessee State, and um. I'm not sure. Maybe they had a backlog, and, and he just felt like his best bet was to just stick around for another year. But you know, this whole thing—he's going to be a big help. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you look all up and down this roster, and and it takes a while to look up and down. But there's a there's a lot of talent here. Um, this kid from Georgia, Wade Richardson. Um, who came in as a freshman last year, his dad, David Richardson, um, pitched at MTSU back around the time I was there. And I think he's a coach now down at um down at Hillgrove High School in Georgia. Um interesting. Lot lot of talent and um interested and excited to see them get going again. Um doubleheader tomorrow at home against Cleveland State and doubleheader Sunday at Cleveland State. Um, their action continues Wednesday as they travel to Roan State over in Harriman for a doubleheader, and then they play a doubleheader Saturday against Roan State here in Columbia. So um, we will try to get this schedule up on our website, sm-tnsports.com, as soon as we can get some times and um, try to get that up so that you can view that it may be on the columbia state website as well at columbiastate.edu so we know that tomorrow starts at noon noon yeah okay all right so that'll be two seven inning affairs correct it just says 12 to 4 
on their schedule. So <laughs> I guess if you get there around noon, they'll, they'll be done around four. Probably. We will not be done around four. I will. You will <laughs> not. Um, and then they play again on Sunday in Cleveland, mm-hmm. which is – Again, you're going to see, and I'm not, is this typical for, for JUCO? Cause I know it's, I don't think anything that you're seeing this year is typical. Okay. And the reason I ask is because some, like in, in high school baseball, you will play a home and home back to back so that you can't pitch your number one pitcher both games. And no, they, um, they typically play a single game and then a double header. They typically play three game series over two games, but they don't travel in no, between. No. This and this one, they're going to travel and do right. double headers on both days. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Um, well, you want to I, go to Cleveland Sunday? Well, I think <laughs> I think part of that is in that um, you know you're not playing non conference right. games during the week, and so you know to try to get games in, you're doing four game double headers. And oh. all and, and all of these again, they they have split up Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It's not one big conference. Yeah, they're playing an East and a West. And I guess these um, Cleveland State, Roan State chat in these first three weeks are non-conference per se because they begin, quote, conference, I guess it's division to be official, play on February 17th when Dyersburg comes over for a doubleheader. That's a Wednesday. And then on Saturday they will play um, Jackson State for two on February 20th. So, yeah, they're playing – everybody's playing east-west, and it's, you know, five five teams in the east, five teams in the west. And so everybody's going to have a open date, I guess, which explains that – February 24th, single game against Motlow. Random. Mm-hmm. Quite. <laughs> Everything about 2021 is going to be a random, at least the 2020-2021 seasons, you know, af- af- academic year uh, seasons are going to be random. And right. football starting next month for some schools and <laughs> some conferences. Isn't, in, isn't that crazy? At FCS. So it – I'm just curious if the FCS and I we're about to talk about the ASUN. I'm just curious if the FCS and some of these uh, other lower tier conferences and and whatnot, if they get big ratings, could you see them changing to spring? <laughs> I don't wild, know. It? I, I, I think they're gonna. I, I've always felt, you know, through this whole nine, ten months now, that we have seen things evolve as a result of the pandemic that we're going to continue to see once it's over. I guess spring football could conceivably be one of those. And, you know, you play a couple of games, in the two fall. or three or four in the fall against, you know, your big-name opponents and then collect a check, rest up, do your conference schedule in – the spring and then have a championship in May. Yeah, that dude, that'd be fantastic. That's when the, the FCS is playing yeah. their championship in in May. And is it back in Frisco or where is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be in Frisco. Yeah. So yes, please. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know me and my spring football. I love it. 
All right. Let's uh let's take a quick break here and when we come back we will have that Atlantic Sun press conference right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho quick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. The preparing for the A Sun Conference to make an announcement this morning, and they are doing that right now. So we'll go to the Atlantic or A Sun Conference announcement. Right now. Along with three national championships, women's hoops had a taste of March Madness back in 2016 and 17. And hey, this name might sound familiar. Hall of Famer and former Bulls basketball player Scotty Pippen is an alumni of Central Arkansas. Let's hear more from the Bears Athletic Department on joining the ASUN. Hello, I'm Brad Teague, Director of Athletics at the University of Central Arkansas. And we come to you today with a major announcement for the UCA athletic program. We're excited to make this announcement to our Bear Nation about a new conference home for your Bears and Sugar Bears. We had some great options, but we selected what we think is the best for this program. We are joining the A-Sun Conference in all sports this fall. We're proud to join right now with two other great universities in Eastern Kentucky University out of Richmond, Kentucky, and Jacksonville State University out of Jacksonville, Alabama. This move will initiate the sponsorship of football in the ASUN Conference. The opportunity to align our program to the East in some major media markets and in our recruiting footprint was crucial in our decision. It certainly opens new doors in these talent-rich areas. Being a part of great academic institutions who also have success in athletics was valuable to us. The A-Sun is certainly on the rise. Now our president, Dr. Houston Davis, is here with us today and he and I spent a lot of time looking at the value opportunities in various conferences and he is here to make some comments to you as well. Thank you, Dr. T. Again, I'm Houston Davis, president here at the University of Central Arkansas. And we are excited about this move. We're excited about what we're joining, who that we're joining, and then who is joining along with us. The ASUN Conference is very attractive to UCA academically, athletically, and culturally. 
The academic quality of the current and the new ASUN members aligns with our mission as a university that stands and values academic vitality, integrity, and diversity. Our overall graduation rate stands at second highest in our state, and our student athletes are 20 points higher than that overall population average. The A-Sun is also known for academic success as more than 70% of A-Sun student athletes earned a 3.0 or better GPA for the past three years. This parallels the success of UCA student athletes who have a 3.2 overall cumulative GPA. Academics and high standards matter, and joining the A-Sun will certainly make us a stronger university. So there you have it. The A Sun, not the Atlantic Sun, not the A Sun. Don't call not us the, the Atlantic Sun. It is the Atlantic Sun. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's not why we're here today. Well, I mean, you can tell somebody what you want to, what you want to be called. UAB people are going to call you what they want to. Yeah. <laughs> so. We are UAB. No, no you're, you're Alabama you're, Birmingham. You're Alabama Birmingham. Yeah. Um, Don't we? I, we are Chattanooga. No, you're. UTC, you know. Well, I, it's funny you say that because they actually don't mind, uh, according to their their handout, UTC still has UTC, but they don't want you to call them UT-Chattanooga. It's either Chattanooga or UTC, which is weird. It's like, anyway. How much time did you devote to coming up with that if you are <laughs> right. UT-Chattanooga? Which I get, you know, UAB, I understand it because, well, you know how they feel about mm. anybody in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. So yeah, putting yeah. Birmingham on their jerseys, I don't blame them. <laughs> there, there is that. But they want that Alabama money <laughs> when they go to hire a coach. There you go. Um, so, yeah, the ASUN Conference is adding Central Arkansas – Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State. Um, now, Central Arkansas is joining effective this fall. We have not heard whether Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State will be. I expect that, that quick as well. I expect everyone will as we as you'll play A Sun football. Not everybody in the A Sun plays football. No, Lipscomb doesn't. You've got Pretty Jacksonville sure doesn't. Yeah, you've got Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. which is going to be confusing as heck. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins, you've got Kennesaw State, you've got UNA. Stetson plays Stetson football. as, uh, yeah, Caleb Jolly plays down at Stetson from Summit. Um, now Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky, Central Arkansas, that's seven right there. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, let's see here. Let me pull up their member institutions. Does North Florida play football? I'm not I don't sure. I think if, Gulf Coast does. Oh, Liberty. Uh, Liberty, obviously. I think they're are, – are they headed FBS? I'm not sure. This uh, is FBS. This is, is it not? No, this no? is FCS. No, you're right. You're right, my bad. So, Liberty is a basketball only because mm, they're okay. football elsewhere because yeah, they, they do not have it. So – um, I'm not sure who we've got uh, speaking currently, but it is not Jacksonville State AD Greg Seitz, so I don't care. 
Oh, man. Um, I think this is a good move for the A-Sun. I think it's a good move for some of these institutions. I don't think it's a great move for Eastern Kentucky, as Casey Alexander alluded to. I'm not sure it's great for Central Arkansas, but it's great for Jacksonville State. Elaborate. Uh, just travel-wise. Uh, you know, Eastern Kentucky fits much better with not traveling to FGCU when their their greatest travel burden right now is currently Jacksonville. Uh, Eastern Kentucky will now um, be traveling a lot more than they would have otherwise. Central Arkansas also on the fringe, west side. So, you know, travel, and I'm not sure where Central Arkansas comes from. It's probably... In Texas. the center of Arkansas. I'm talking about oh, from what, where, what, where they were traveling. They were in the Southland? Yeah, so they were traveling west of Texas, which is probably more accurate for what they need to do. But mileage-wise, it may actually be a little bit closer. Uh, so I'll be interested to see. Now, Jacksonville's right in the middle. They are in the heart of A-Sun country. This is perfect for them. Uh, they need it. Now, the unfortunate part is that the A Sun does not have the OVC's, uh, I guess tradition. Tradition, mm-hmm. and and that's what um, what really struck me about Eastern Kentucky in particular, because I'm sitting here looking at the OVC website, um, and Eastern was one of the charter members of that conference. Um, Eastern. Eastern Kentucky Athletic Director Charles Turkey Hughes was one of three individuals that met in 1941 along with Murray State AD Roy Stewart and Western Kentucky Public Relations Director Kelly Thompson that sat down and first tossed the idea of a new conference around. Um, It finally came to be in February of 48, and again, um, Eastern was one of those charter members. And so, you know, to see them in Jacksonville State break off from the OVC, obviously Jacksonville State has not been in the conference for the period of time that Eastern Kentucky has. But Well, that's because they started in the A-Sun. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, I mean, um, it's – you know, I, I think this is great for the A-Sun because it allows them to sponsor football. That's correct. I think this is significantly detrimental to the OVC. Oh, it's it, it, they're imploding at this point. You've lost two member institutions who are two football schools. Complete, ha- have been your football bell cows for the last decade and a half. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville entered the OVC in 2000. I believe they won the first four OVC championships they played in. Um, and then have obviously won several in the last and not just, six years. Not just conference championships, but they have gone on to the FCS playoffs and had some success at that right. level as well. And Eastern, <laughs> there's a sentence in this about the OVC 
through the past 72 years, 15 teams have won or shared the league's football title. The list is led by Eastern Kentucky, winner of 21 outright or shared football crowns, which is tied with UMass for the second most in football championship subdivision history, trailing only Grambling's 25 SWAC titles. So, again, that's their bell cow. Mm-hmm. And had been for many, many years. So. And was a very good basketball program and still is. I mean, but but was one of their top basketball programs for years. This is a huge pickup for the A-Sun. I mean, this this really legitimizes the A-Sun as a football. Kennesaw State has been mm-hmm. very good got at a, football. And they've got great facilities. They're right there. Just they also have 41,000 students, which is twice as many as the next highest a sun member institution so they have they have a lot more money <laughs> yeah so you know this is um it's something that's been we heard about it i guess maybe a month or so ago maybe we did when we saw um i think kendall rogers with um it was a baseball one baseball yeah tweeted something out about it he said they were going to vote those in, in, institutions were going to have a vote uh, we had discussed whether or not it would be baseball and you know whatever only. It it appears it is not. Obviously, it's they're they're going full fledged conference members, and that, that's pretty exciting. I mean, it's really exciting for me as a uh, Jacksonville State fan uh, because obviously it's OVC with Tennessee Tech, Martin, and Tennessee State right here in Belmont. I'm able to to see uh, Jacksonville within a two-hour drive of any direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think basketball-wise, you get out of having to worry about Murray State and Belmont. Yeah, now you get to worry about Lipscomb and Liberty. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, in in the reality of things, Belmont, much tougher. Murray State, much tougher than those two. I mean, it, that's just the way it is. The Jacksonville State beating Belmont and Murray State for the conference championship two or three years ago was absolutely a shock to the system. Whereas if they were to beat Lipscomb two years ago, I probably would have been surprised, but thought, eh, I can see it. Mm-hmm. My point is they're just not on that level yet. Uh, Belmont and Murray. I mean, Murray's a team that went to the Sweet Sixteen. So you <laughs> so, feel like so you feel like the OVC is a better ba- basketball conference, much than that, the ASUN. The OVCs, that's their bell cow is the basketball. You know, they're very much like the MVC, Missouri Valley uh, football. When Jacksonville got there, OVC didn't even have a, an auto bid for football. For football, and it took five years. To get into the playoffs. And then they got hammered by Furman. <laughs> so, I mean, the A-Sun has no football anything. Mm-hmm. They have nothing. Right. So, I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Um, they have no tradition. Stetson's usually pretty good. I, I'm not sure where these teams were playing football, but they they were playing I mean, they had a conference. They weren't independents. I think they were playing the Southern Conference with what was App State's uh, Samford 
etc. Let's let's see what we can find out. I'm not sure where they were playing football, but they were they were definitely playing football uh, in another conference. Let's see. Uh, I believe Jacksonville State is coming up with Greg Sykes. That's right, yep. Matt. The A-Sun gives a warm welcome back to Jacksonville State, another great addition and competitor to the conference. Let's get to know the Gamecocks a little bit better. The university is based in Jacksonville, Alabama, a bit of a smaller enrollment size with just under 10,000, but the talent is still present. The Gamecocks football program has secured five conference titles in the last six seasons. They also played in the National championship game back in 2015. On the women's side, the volleyball team has tallied seven Ohio Valley Conference titles, the most recent coming in 2019. The Lady Gamecocks have also made it to the NCAA tournament three times. Let's send it over to Jacksonville State for more. What a great day for Jacksonville State University and Gamecock Athletics. Last fall, the A-Sun Conference reached out to us to gauge Jacksonville State's interest in returning to the league that was our first conference home when we moved to Division I in 1995. At that time, the A-Sun didn't sponsor football, so we moved to the Ohio Valley Conference in 2003 to be able to have all of our sports playing in the same league. When learning of the A-Sun's plan to start football and the vision of Commissioner Ted Gumbard in the A-Sun President's Council to build the premier football conference, in the FCS from the ground up, that was an opportunity that we as a university and athletics department wanted to be a part of. Today, we are proud to announce that Jacksonville State will return to the ASUN Conference and will be competing in all sports beginning in the fall of 2021. The ASUN is where JSU won its first conference championship at the Division I level when our softball team won the 1996 title and went on to our first Division I NCAA tournament. Our teams have now won over 80 Division I conference titles, and Jacksonville State is beyond excited for the opportunity to return to the A-Sun, this time with all of our teams competing in the league together. This move continues the commitment that JSU has made to its athletics department and our goal of being one of the premier mid-major and FCS programs in the country. We have made a commitment to our athletic facilities, from our stadium's arenas to the new Raleigh Green Sports Performance Center and our academic support facilities that are being completed on campus. This move to the ASUN is the next step in progressing as an athletics department. We consider our fans the best in the FCS and at the mid-major level. The opportunity to give those fans, our alumni and our student athletes a better geographic fit was a driving force behind our decision to make this move. Another driving force was the ASUN Football League. We are proud to navigate this bold move in the ever-changing landscape of college athletics with two other nationally recognized FCS programs in eastern Kentucky and central Arkansas. We are appreciative of the administrations at both of those institutions, and we are excited to partner with them in building this new football conference. We are also excited to join forces with current ASUN members Kennesaw State in North Alabama. We feel we now have a great foundation for what we plan to build into the top football conference in the FCS. Our rivalry with North Alabama is one of the oldest in our program's history, and while we have a budding rivalry with Kennesaw State that is still in its infancy, our 2018 five-overtime game with them at Truist Park in Atlanta was named the top game in all of the FCS that season. Our 18 years in the OVC have been some of the greatest and most rewarding in our tradition-filled history. Those 18 years have seen us win 78 conference championship trophies and has also seen us make over 50 trips to the NCAA postseason play. 
We've witnessed some unbelievable individual accomplishments, including hundreds of all-conference players and dozens of all-Americans. We've seen our student-athletes excel in the classroom as well, and we thank Commissioner Beth DeBush, the entire OVC staff, and the other conference members for making the past 18 years so wonderful and wish them the best. As we look to move forward, we are excited about the new memories that we will be making as a member of the ASUN and are proud to be aligned with like-minded institutions that share our commitment to excellence in all sports, and we look forward to all of the opportunities the ASUN will bring. This is an exciting day for Jacksonville. It is an exciting day for the Atlantic Sun Conference for Jacksonville State, Central Arkansas, and Eastern Kentucky, no doubt. It's uh, like you said, Mo, a lot of softball teams in the OVC going to be excited to see JSU walk They'll out the door. They'll be helping Jacksonville State <laughs> pack. pack. Yeah. Oh, man. Might, might send some lovely parting gifts with them. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's the first thing I think of when I think of Jacksonville State. Sorry. Nothing personal to football. Just You're so. right. I mean, Jana McGinnis, man, she's a legend. They've done a heck of a job down there. And um, like I said, they, <laughs> they'll they not be missed. Not for uh, not for many of those <laughs> OVC programs. <laughs> not at all. No yeah. doubt. Uh, hey, um, your girl. Kat Carter at Spring Spring Hill just fine. With She's going to be really excited uh, to play against some A Sun competition. Does Lipscomb have softball? They do. Well, that's better than the other Nashville school from the OVC. They Belmont doesn't have softball. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah. Maybe it's Vanderbilt that doesn't have softball. Vanderbilt that's does not it. have softball. That's what and it is. That's well. That's another story for another day. <laughs> I would love to know that story, by the way, because we've we've all because I, I I got excited. I was like, oh man, I can go watch Alabama play Vandy in softball. Nope, you can't. No, either. no, no, you can't. You can't. Oh man, really excited to see how this uh, turns out. I think football is going to be a lot of fun in the A Sun. And ha ha, see what you did. A lot of fun in the A Sun. Yeah, fun in the A Sun. There we go. <laughs> there you have it. The Atlantic Sun Conference, whether you want to hear it or not, that's what it is. <laughs> we'll be getting a cease and desist notice from the A-Sun Conference. mad at us in a minute. Yeah. I don't care. Man, that was cool. All right, so when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the Nashville Sounds and the Milwaukee Brewers have announced the Sounds coaching staff for 2021. And it appears the Titans have an offensive coordinator, someone who is already on staff. But uh, talk about his history as an OC. And we'll get to that and more on uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11 right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices certainly in the Southeast on college football, John Bryce with footballscoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue 
Blue Raiders, Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. We do, in fact, cover the teams that you care about, if you care about the national sounds. Of course, we have all of our, of course, yeah, our high school coverage as well. We know that you guys care about that. Really, I'm really excited, Mo, about, uh, the 2021 sound season. I don't know what the I don't know what the stadium's going to look like. I don't know what the baseball's going to look like. I don't I don't know a whole lot. It's kind of um it's kind of a mystery and I guess that's what the exciting part is. I think it is. I, I think a lot of people in Nashville and the and the surrounding area are excited to be back as the AAA affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. Um they sent some really good talent through here the first time. They were Nashville's parent club. Um, you know, Prince Fielder, Ricky Weeks, Tony Gwynn Jr., Corey Hart. I and mean, you had some studs come through here. And um, I kind of light up because I got to cover a lot of that, actually. Right. But, um, yeah. And the way things ended between the Sounds and the Brewers was, was a tough pill, really, I think, more on the Brewers' side because that's when there kept being talk about a replacement for – facility for Greer Stadium and that kind of thing, and never made it happen, never made it happen. Finally got stuff off the ground for that. Got First Tennessee Park, now First Horizon Park, completed. And the Sounds choose to um, pick up the Oakland Athletics as their parent club at that point. And so to see them back with Milwaukee after having been with Oakland and um, – with the Rangers here this last little bit is um it's kind of exciting. And also surprising. It is yeah, yeah, that too. But um because I'd I'd love to have been a fly on the wall for those talks because yeah. I'm sorry, not not huh? Nashville who what? <laughs> what? No, no, no. But I mean the way all of these affiliations came down over this off season, there are a lot of interesting bedfellows so to speak i think so um it'll be interesting it'll be fun um it'll be nice to have baseball back in nashville after everything we didn't have last year and it'll be nice to have rick sweet back in nashville coming back after serving as the manager in 2014 he joins or he will lead a staff that includes pitching coach jim henderson Hitting coach Al LaBeouf and 
coach Ned Yost the fourth. The fourth. The fourth. So there have been three before him. <laughs> there have, in fact. Um, talk a little bit about Jim Henderson. He pitched in the big leagues for the Brewers from 2012 to 2014 and the Mets in 2016. Compiled a 10 and 11 record with a 3.61 ERA. Um, appears he was in a relief pitcher because he pitched in 155 games and had 21 decisions. <laughs> so I'm going to guess he was a relief guy. Uh, 155 he, appearances in, in what, three years? Is that what you said? Uh, four. Four? Four. Yeah, pretty sure that was out of the bullpen. <laughs> Over his three-year stint, he did play in Nashville and he appeared in 58 games and was a 2012 PCL All-Star. Come on. That's solid. It's not bad. Uh, Al LaBeouf is a um, – he's 61. He returns to Nashville for his second stint on the staff. He will serve as the hitting coach, and that's the same position he held in 2012 when uh, Henderson was a PCL All-Star. <laughs> sure, those were unrelated. <laughs> Since the pitcher doesn't hit in the PCL. Right. Uh, 2021 will be his 12th year in the Milwaukee organization, 34th as a coach in pro baseball. He's uh, held he's held positions with the Brewers organization down in Huntsville when they were the, the Stars were in town, uh, Nashville, Single A Wisconsin, Triple A Colorado Springs. Uh, he was with the Biloxi Shuckers, the Shuckers, the Shuckers, in 2018, and he was with San Antonio uh, in 2019. He was a, supposed to be on the San Antonio staff in 2020, but obviously they didn't have a season there. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> He played a lot of minor league ball, uh, played in the – matter of fact, I don't, I don't know that he ever made it to the show. Hmm. Um, played the Philadelphia organization for seven years. Uh, Yost is 38. This is his 14th year in the Brewers organization. That means he started at 24. That means he started while his dad was managing the Brewers, most likely. And he – this is his first year as a coach with the Sounds. He played in the Milwaukee organization from 05 to 07 and has held various coaching roles since. So he has coached with uh, Brevard County in advanced A-ball, Colorado Springs, and San Antonio. He was on San Antonio staff as well in 2020 before the season was canceled. So, I mean, really, this is a, this is a solid little coaching staff. Uh, I'll be – Interested to see how, obviously, how the roster shakes out with, uh, I don't know if there's going to be expanded rosters on the, on the big clubs because of I don't know if there's going to be expanded rosters on the big clubs or in the minors because you got to realize if you didn't pitch in the majors last year, you may not have pitched just because all they had was the you know, the, the alternate site <laughs> where they had players kind of doing um, sim games. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're not going to see guys pitching in particular, you know, carry the loads that they have to traditionally carried after, you know, a year of inactivity from a game perspective i mean you can throw your your side sessions and you can throw sim games and that kind of thing but that doesn't take the place of actual 
in-game competition. So if you're a guy who's you, – you can't expect a guy to come back and throw, you know, 175, 200 innings this year in, in most cases after not being on an active roster in 2020. Yeah, you're so how do, how do you, so how do you address that? Because you know everybody's going to be in that boat. Is everybody going to pitch three four innings and not get decisions? And I mean, it's going to be wild. It is. I mean, and and that's. I don't know how you address that. I mean, because again, like you said, with the rule that you have to go five innings to get the win. I mean, if you've got starters that are only going three and four innings, are you are you going to address that? Because, you know, at the end of the year, fo- folks are going to say, well, you were only like three and seven. Well, I didn't qualify for wins because I never went five innings. You know, how does that work? So why not? Well, because I didn't pitch in 2020 and my arm didn't want to, I didn't want to throw my arm out. Yeah. You and well, everybody else. Yeah. So. You're right. I, this is gonna. This it, is going to it's, be. It's going to be very year. fascinating to see how pitching, in particular, is handled. You know, not just at the minor league level. I mean, you played what a sixty-game schedule in the majors last year. You didn't yeah. start playing until after the Fourth of July. Sixty games. So again, guys only threw. You know, sixty, eighty innings, whatever. I mean, I know who. How do you stretch them back out? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be tough to uh, it's gonna be tough for a lot of a lot of players, even hitters. I mean, you know, we I, obviously we follow Will Dalton closely, and he was you know training almost every day uh, here locally. But you can train all you want. There's nothing like seeing ninety six coming at your face. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, Max Freed last year made 11 starts through 56 innings. That's in- uh, that's I mean that's about a third roughly of what you would expect in a normal season. Right. So how do you get back to there? You don't just roll him out every fifth day over a 162-game schedule, particularly him. You know, your young guys in particular, because you're not going to take that risk with them, which is why the Braves need a veteran arm. There's that. Again, another story for another day. We'll get to that. Let's uh, – tell you what, because I, I, I do want to look at something um, – I want to look at at San Antonio's roster from last year. Mm -hmm. The San Antonio Missions. That's an interesting name. The Alamos was already taken? I don't know. (laughs) Well, and the weird thing is that their their alternate hat logo is a flip-flop. I don't quite necessarily understand that one. But, hey, who am I? What do I know? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, you're – this is – yeah, this is looking at last year. Uh, Luis Contreras, I don't 
I guess Contreras just sounds familiar because of Wilson Contreras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Hardy, not the wrestler. None of these, none of these pitchers that I've that I've heard. I, I expect that you'll see several of these back. Um, Brent Diaz, Luis Castro, potentially um, infielder. You're going to see. So this is their 19, uh, 2019 roster that you're looking at? I'm assuming this is last year's roster um, as of what you would have gotten. Had they played. Had they played. Okay. Uh, this is the entire coaching staff that we have is is the San Antonio <clears throat> coaching staff. Uh, Sweet, LaBeouf, Henderson, and Yost all coached last year in San Antonio. Or would have. Or would have. I, you know, they, I guess they all did in 2019 as well. Um, looks like they are actually joining the Padres. Hmm. And they went from the Padres to the Brewers, and now they're back to the Padres, whereas... Hmm. Yeah. So, it's all coming full circle in minor league baseball. There you go. It's all coming full circle here on this show as well. We're going to talk Titans on the back side of this. We'll take a quick break because I want to get into the new offensive coordinator's history. I'm interested in where you're going with this. I mean, I, it's, we'll, we'll give you the numbers. Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll just give you the statistics, and uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. 
Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yalmo Patton with you here on this Friday edition, 16 minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour, where we will leave you for the week. Don't worry, we'll be back. That's the plan anyway. If they let us. It's been a, a heck of a week, but we're almost out. And I am, I guess I'm just excited about being able to uh, to get out to some high school fo- uh, basketball games tonight. Not football. I wish it was football, kind of. You been outside? Yeah. It's cold. I know. It's going to oh, be I'm cold. I'm sorry. I don't want to be whiny. <laughs> JP, JP may be listening. JP texted us earlier, and I didn't see it. Um, until now, but the, he he said the A-Sun football members have been playing football in the Big South. That makes sense. And also had a text from my wife who bought some AMC before Robin Hood cut people off from buying it. <laughs> they can't can't buy Dogecoin right now. So now she can't sell it then, huh? You can sell it. Oh, they'll, can they'll let you sell it. Oh, will they? They want you to sell it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, don't sell. If you have AMC... GameStop, Dogecoin, do not sell. Well, is it going to keep going up? Yes. Okay. As long as you don't sell. As soon as you start selling, then the hedge fund ma- uh, managers win. <coughs> and they get their they get their money that they shorted it on. So you have to pretty much keep it. Mm. Um, Robbie Mathis text in from Santa Fe and said, change the innings to two outs and strikes to two. We're going to get two outs and two strikes, and that's how you keep pitchers from getting their arms hurt. We're not changing rules. <laughs> oh, D- I, I, Okay, I, Mr. DH. I know you don't want the DH. I don't either. Yeah. I'm kind of ambivalent about it at this point. I know it's coming. It's just a matter of time. I feel you. You're right. You're right. It is. Uh, so yeah, if you uh, if you guys want to get in, you can tweet us at sm underscore tn sports. We'd love to read your tweets. Listen to Bill King on the way in. Father of Summit wide receiver, wingback, wingback, H back, just about everything. Brandon King, he could do it all. Mm-hmm. Um. He made that catch in the beach game that was just insane. But talk, uh, he was talking this morning, and somebody called in and asked him, you know, what, what's the big what's the Big Ten going to do? And then, and then the guy was like, you know what, don't answer that question because they're not going to tell us. We're not going to know. So he asked the question, then asked and told Bill not to answer it. <coughs> um, so what you call me for? He kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and then he started to ask something else. He's like, you know what? I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to hold on to that. I'll, I'll call you back Monday. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I could handle callers such as Bill King and Paul Feinbaum. We, we talked about on Wednesday. We did talk about Feinbaum. If, callers, if you're going to yeah. call into this show, be competent. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Because we can do dumb by ourselves. <laughs> That's right. I said, Bill, the Big Ten's going to do whatever uh, the folks on Twitter tell them to do. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? It's probably not inaccurate. <laughs> so, 
Given past performance, I mean, <laughs> show me the lie. <laughs> Point to it. There's not one. Oh, man. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, who are reportedly going to promote tight ends coach Todd Downing to be their next offensive coordinator after Arthur Smith has gone to become the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Not a flashy hire, uh, but Vrabel likes him. That's all that matters. He keeps uh, he keeps some continuity there. I mean, you, you got an offensive guy, a uh, guy who's coached quarterbacks, and a guy who helped. Which car is it, Derek? Yeah, with the Raiders. Yes. Yeah, Derek. Sorry, I, not David. Not David. No, Derek. nobody. Nobody helped David. Apparently, nobody. certainly not his offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> They were they they were an expansion team, Mo. They couldn't help it. What were they supposed to do? They they didn't have the NHL rules where the Vegas Knights could go out and get everybody good and win a Stanley Cup <laughs> and have that rule back in ninety whatever. <laughs> anyway, Derek Carr helped him to become one of the best uh, quarterbacks in twenty sixteen, nearly uh, becoming an MVP, and so they said, hey. He did so good with Derek Carr. Maybe he can do that with our entire offense. Well, they were wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they went from sixth in total offense, 13th in passing, sixth in rushing, and seventh in scoring in 2016 to 18th in total offense, 16th in passing, 25th in rushing, and 23rd in scoring under Downing as an offensive coordinator. We call that a regression. So that is why I say... I don't know that it's a good hire. I mean, he obviously didn't have Derrick Henry in Las Vegas or Los Angeles or Oakland or wherever where, the heck they were. <laughs> I don't even know where they were. The Raiders. <laughs> For the Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. The Raiders. So we have one we have one team with just a nickname <laughs> and another team with just a city. perhaps yeah so but uh i'm reading from nfl.com however those statistical rankings can't be mentioned without including the fact Carr suffered a transverse process fracture in his back in october of that season and was already coming off a broken leg suffered near the end of the previous campaign that leaves downing's evaluation incomplete as an offensive coordinator I can't disagree. Here's the thing. Todd Downing has been coaching for 20 years. Okay? This is a guy who was a quarterback for the Minnesota Maulers where he won the Mid-Atlantic Football League Championship as a semi-pro quarterback. I'm just saying. And now he's taking over an offense that has the likes of Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, potentially. Hey. A.J. Brown. It just goes to show. Hopefully Corey Davis. You you can get there. Uh, It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you come from. From the Minnesota Maulers to the Tennessee Titans. Why not? I'm okay with it. I mean, dudes, he's coached both sides, but – I, I'm okay with it because 
it's something that the Titans would do. It's a Titans move. <laughs> Titans style. It's a Mike Vrabel style. He doesn't like to bring in outsiders. He likes people who know him, knows what he likes to do and how he likes to do things. And his closest, his closest coaches, his assistants, his assistant coaches, the ones that are right next to him, are going to be guys he trusts. Well, and the thing about that is, I mean, that's kind of a double-edged sword to me from the standpoint that, you know, you don't you don't bring in any new ideas. You you don't get any pushback on anything, which sounds very Belichickian. But maybe you, you, he maybe he does get pushback, and that's why he likes those particular guys. Or maybe he doesn't get pushback, and that's why he likes those particular guys. I mean, we don't we, know. We have no way of knowing. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. But it just seems like to me when you are that insular, it's like this is how we're going to do things. This is the only way we're going to do things. And I mean, okay. What's wrong with the way they're doing things right now? That's the thing. Continuity right now is a good thing for the Titans on offense. What do you want them to do differently? That's a good question. (laughs) That's a fair question. That's a valid question. I just, I'm concerned when people. Complacency? I'm just concerned when people like choose to surround themselves with, with yes men. I understand. I'm completely fine with that. But right now, the Tennessee Titans, what yeah, they yes, do on offense. Yes isn't a bad idea. Whatever they're doing, keep doing that. And and that's another thing is we've talked about it on this show that, you know, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel the offense and the defense are kind of separate, and Vrabel isn't always around <laughs> when the offense is doing their thing, <laughs> including punting on fourth down. <laughs> Whoa! Wait a minute. Let's 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 <laughs> against the let's revisit Colts. this. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, doing what the offense did last year, you know, zone run, play action. I mean, would would I have liked to have seen a guy who has a proven track record track record with this type of offense? Absolutely. I don't know who that guy is. It's been so long since there has been a guy mm-hmm. who's been able to do this. You're right. That he may not be out there. And that makes sense. So maybe you just do what you do. Yeah. Go with Todd Downing. And 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 when you were saying you weren't necessarily pleased with that, I was thinking, well, it seemed to work pretty well with Arthur Brown. Former tight ends coach, yeah. tight end coach of the year in 2016, the same year that Downing was quarterback coach of the year, ironically. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so – I mean, we'll see. We'll just have to see how it goes. I mean, it, it could be a fantastic hire. And like you said, the last time he was in OC, he didn't really get a fair shake. Jack Del Rio was gone after that. And so was Todd Downing. Yeah, right, right. So. <laughs> and Derek Carr hasn't been the same. 
So let's hope things go a little bit better for Coach Downing this time around. Yes, let's hope things go a little bit better. Um, as we get ready to bid you adieu on this Friday, just want to make sure that you know that you can find any part of this show, although I'm not sure why you would want to. <laughs> just today's show was fun. Yeah, uh-huh. That's my definition of fun, Chip Walters. <laughs> you can find it on the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, doesn't really matter. You can find it uh, or on our website. Search SM-TN Sports today on your podcast server. Click the podcast tab on our website, sm-tnsports.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at SM underscore TN Sports, at Mo Patton underscore Sports, at Chris Yow 14. As we bring you updates from tonight's games as well, throughout the night you'll get scores, schedule updates on the schedule tab on the website. So, Mo, anything, any parting shots today? I'm just trying to figure out what game I'm going to tonight. Nobody told us. No, no. Well, I think once I clarified it and said what game should tell me what game I should go to, that probably dampened the mood. Some responses, yeah. No I'm, doubt. I'm sure there were plenty that wanted to tell me where to go, but oh, when yeah. I said what game, then yeah. Oh, never mind. Oh, well. It is what it is. No doubt. Again, sm-tnsports.com podcast twitter facebook we'll be back monday morning 9 a.m hopefully we'll be on facebook live even if uh, jp's not here we'll be able to zoom it and uh do something figure it out we'll figure it out this has been a chris yow production today (laughs) which is why you should not listen back to it (laughs) it's not a psec production needs to be wish it were anyway all right that's gonna do it for us we'll be back nine o'clock on monday morning nine to eleven each weekday here on wkom 1017 fm for maurice Patton, i'm chris yow have a great day and stay cool columbia